and welcome to the 100th episode of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, and let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom, and can you believe we've actually made it? We've made it to episode 100. Now, I've kind of been promoting the show the last couple of weeks, and I don't know, I think I did it more for me than anybody else, really, because you know, I put a lot of heart and soul into this show, and I've talked about why I've done the show. And so I thought when people were asking, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to do something great, something special? I thought, you know, why don't I just do the show? And I started out uh, with processing the best way to do the show. Should I do a new topic? Should I get a guest on? And I thought, you know what? Just maybe start out with a stroll down memory lane. Maybe there's people that have joined the conversation halfway through. Some of you I know have been watching and listening since day one. And some may recently have just been exposed to the show and have joined the conversation recently. So I thought I'd start out with a walk down memory lane and let you know kind of the genesis of what happened to start the show, why I wanted to do a podcast like this, share some highlights. I've got some clips that I like to play, some of my favorite clips. And then the meat of the matter, the topic, expectations. Should we lower our expectations? Should we settle for less? And as we take that, that stroll down memory lane, that trip to the past, go back to the future, um, you'll kind of understand what I mean about the expectations. It's currently, as of this broadcast, October 26th, 2021. Well, it was two years ago, October 27th, 2019, that Two Steps Head podcast hit the airwaves. Now, the idea for the show was at the time I was teaching radio broadcasting at a community college. And I would share in class life lessons, stories, anecdotes, things that I've learned, tricks to the trade as far as broadcasting goes. And I'd share them with the uh, next generation of broadcaster that wanted to be the next maybe Ryan Seacrest, maybe Howard Stern, Ben Scully, Rush Limbaugh, any number of superstar broadcaster that was out there because everybody comes into the classroom aiming high as they should. And so I thought, well, what would be a good way to, you know, get the word out there as to other life lessons that I've come across because there's more to life than just the job. There's more to life than just broadcasting. And there's more to life in teaching young people or teaching other people in general about life. And so I thought, what would be a good way? And thus the podcast, because it would air on campus radio and the entire campus would be able to hear it. So it was kind of initially started for the college-age student. Now, initially, the college-age student would be the younger person. But as you know, in a community college, you can have students of all ages. I'd have students in my class that were retirees that wanted their next job or their next career or something to do in retirement. And they thought broadcasting would be a good thing to get into and, and do. And then you had those people that were kind of fresh off the high school campus, and now they're coming into the college life, and it's the first college class they take as a broadcasting class. And, and so I thought, you know what, this would be a good way to kind of just share my life experience. And so I thought, you know what, instead of just doing it alone, maybe there's someone I can go and, 
and find and be a co-host to start the show. And so I found a, a co-host and we started the show and it first aired October 27, 2019. And the idea behind the show was we're just a couple of steps ahead in life on that life journey, the path of life. And so we're going to share from our experiences two steps ahead in life. And people then could maybe learn from our successes, avoid the pitfalls, and kind of go from there. And so thus, Two Steps Ahead podcast started. And again, it started on October 27th, 2019, so practically two years to the date. I've done 100 shows in 104 weeks. My math is correct. And so there's only been four weeks that a show hasn't been distributed, live show, or a new show, fresh show. And so I'm pretty proud of that. I'm pretty proud that the work and dedication that I put into it. And we talk about it on the show a lot about, you know, chasing your passion, right? Taking your passion, making it happen. And for me, this is my passion. People ask me, you know, why do you do it? Well, part of the reason I do a podcast is because I want to do it for me. I enjoy it. I enjoy doing this. It takes a lot of work, but I enjoy doing it. It's fun for me. And so people ask me, what kind of hobbies do you have? Well, this is a hobby. It's a hobby. It's a, it's a life calling. It's a love of what I like to do. It's a passion. And I'm trying to make it happen. And I've been able to make it happen a hundred times. And so initially we started out, like I said, just me and Tara, a couple years older, wink, wink, than college age students. And so we're just a couple steps ahead in life. And so our conversation was geared toward life lessons and trying to share our story so that the next generation of broadcaster or the younger generation could learn from us. And that was going well, fine and dandy. And then lo and behold, 2020 shows up and who comes knocking? A good friend, Corona. So college campuses shut down and we go dark. So another lesson that I've been kind of preaching over the years is, you know, sometimes in life there's obstacles and hurdles we have to overcome. And so I wanted the podcast to continue. So I talked with my partner and let's, let's come up with an idea to keep it going. And so we thought, well, maybe there's another studio outside of the college studio. And so we were able to do one show in an outside studio before they all closed down. And being in Los Angeles, for those of you that lived in Los Angeles, knew and know that everything shut down. I mean, everything was done. And so had to become creative. And so we started the show doing it at wherever we could find a spot. So we'd go to her place, and she had a spare room that we'd set up as a studio, and we'd do shows from there, or... I'd rearrange my kitchen slash dining area in my apartment and we'd set it up into a studio and we'd do the show from there. And then as summer of 2020 started to kind of grind on and, and we started to focus from, you know, there wasn't really a college audience, but we thought, okay, there's an audience out there. So let's start focusing on some like current issues. Obviously COVID was a big thing, but you know, overcoming, not the political talk, but overcoming those obstacles and, and keeping our eyes focused on the prize and continuing to take our passion and continuing to talk about the things we're going through, you know, so that way people that are out there realize they weren't alone going through these things. And so we kind of talk about current events and we'd talk about the issues going on and we talk about the conflicts and the arguments and the mask versus no mask and, you know, all that stuff. And we would try to engage our listeners in that type of conversation. And so then I also thought, you know, what else could we do? So we started to take the show on the road. I wanted to see, do something different, see if we could get out there and do something so the first place we went to, being in Southern California, was the beach. 
So we actually went and sat on the beach in Long Beach. We had kites flying. We had seagulls diving. We had people out in the water splashing behind us. And we were actually on the beach doing shows. And we did a couple shows, and it was fun, and it was great. And then I started to think, where else could we go and do shows from? So we ended up doing shows from the Hollywood sign, with the Hollywood sign being the backdrop. We did the Santa Monica Pier, did shows on the beach in Santa Monica with the pier behind us. Uh, We did a restaurant in Pasadena, El Torito. We did the Kyoto Gardens in downtown L.A. And so we started to kind of branch out wherever we could, wherever we were allowed to, to do shows, and it was a lot of fun. And then... 2021 started to approach. So 2020 is winding down. And my partner gave me some information, good information for her, that there's going to be some opportunities for her to, you know, spend more time with her family because everybody had, you know, started to come back home. And so she was going to have more opportunity to spend time with her family. And so that meant less time invested in the show. And so we decided that was a probably good time to, you know, end our run together. It was going on a, a good note. And I thought, okay, here's my next obstacle. What do I do? Do I continue on, go solo, or just shut the whole thing down and maybe start new, start with something different, a different project? So I I thought about it, and that's probably the area where those idle weeks kind of popped up, you know, those four missing weeks in the two years probably kind of appeared at that time. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to take my passion and continue to make it happen. And so I decided to go solo. And I've been doing it solo ever since, pretty much all of 2021. And then I started to change the idea of the show, the focus of the show. Remember, it started out on a college campus, Two Steps Ahead podcast. We're just a couple steps ahead in life. And so we're going to gear our conversation to the younger generation so they can learn from us, learn from our successes, maybe learn from our failures and avoid those pitfalls. And then it went to, you know, kind of current events and talking about the issues of the day because that's just what everybody was talking about. And then um, we had some fun in there as well, you know, talking about movies and talking about music and doing uh, some fun stuff on location. So then I decided, you know what, if I'm going to do it solo, I want to really focus on some issues, really narrow it down. And so the slogan moved from highlighting the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to, to taking your passion, making it happen, and letting yourself be great. And then also raising the bar, raising the standard, letting your inner greatness come out. And I thought the best way to do that would be to focus on some key terms like, you know, passion, greatness, you know, inspiration. I wanted to inspire people to chase their dreams or to do more. I wanted to motivate people to go after it. So motivation became kind of a key word. And then I thought, what's the, what's the number one ingredient? What's the number one thing that we need? And that was our mindset, our mind. If our mind's not prepared to go after those dreams and goals and to lead that life, then then we're not going to make it. So mindset and then lifestyle and self-care and a couple of other things came along. But that was what I wanted to do moving forward in 2021. And so that's been kind of the focus on the conversations that we've had this year. And so it's it's been a lot of fun, a lot of good shows, a lot of moments that I thought would never happen. What do I mean by that? Well, I'm not really sure who listens to the show, to be quite honest with you. You know, I post it out there. It's on Facebook. It's on Instagram. I host it on SoundCloud. And then from SoundCloud, it gets dispersed to, you know, all the different platforms, Spotify, Pandora. You can find it on Alexa and Surrey. You can, you know, go to any 
podcast platform. You can even Google search it and it pops up. And I also have my uh, website that I've uh, recently launched, RadioWarp.com, Radio W-A-R-P, RadioWarp.com. And so you can go there and see all things Two Steps Ahead podcast plus some other cool stuff. I was fortunate to be able to get it on some TV stations uh, in Long Beach and Pasadena and San Francisco and some other places. And so it was really cool to kind of get that, and that's starting to grow and expand. And so uh, I don't really know who listens or how many people listen, but the point is for me, the goal is not to, I'd love to reach the masses, obviously, because the more people you reach, the more people you impact. But for me, it's not about, ooh, look how many people listen, because I'm doing it for me. Even if nobody listened, I'll tell you inside story, real quick, real quick sidetrack. When I was growing up, I would sit in my room, and I would go to Radio Shack at the time, and I'd buy some equipment, cassette tapes, a mixing board, a, a microphone, and I would do fake radio shows in my bedroom. Nobody would listen. I'd pop up in my cassette player as I was uh, driving around town, and I'd listen to myself on my own shows, and I loved doing it. And that was kind of the genesis of what led me into radio and then led me into now podcasting and doing the show. Um, I also do The Beat Goes On, which is a music show. I also have a Sanctified Reason, which is another podcast. And so I really enjoy what I do when it comes to this kind of on-air broadcasting. And so as I was going through all this and thinking, you know, who do you want to reach, I decided that it really comes down to that one person that needs to hear that one thing at that one time. If there's somebody that's listening that hears something that they get inspired about, or maybe they feel encouraged about, or they realize they're not alone because other people are going through this, or they just feel the same way as I do, and maybe they hear that. You know, that's, that's what I'm really going for. It's that one person that needs to hear that one thing at that one time that really helps them out. And so I don't know who listens. I don't know how many people listen. But every once in a while, I get a text message from somebody that listens. It could be a former student. It could be a friend. It could be a family member. And I get a text, and they're like, hey, I heard your show, and it really spoke to me. And that's what I really appreciate. You know, I appreciate those people that listen and it can impact them. One, 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 one person, one place in one time. And that's what I really go for. And so as I continue to do the show and move forward, that's going to be my goal. My goal is going to be to continue to try to, you know, get the word out there because the more people you can expose the show to, the more people might be impacted. But I really want that one person, you, at that one time when you need it to Get that message and hopefully be inspired, be motivated, understand that you have to get your mind right, realize that we have to have a, a positive or even a realistic reflection in the mirror as to who we are. Ignore those people on the outside trying to influence us negatively or giving us false information about who we are and just try to move forward and live the best life possible. And, you know, one of the things that comes with that is greatness. Because one of my favorite clips is the fact that you have greatness in you. You have greatness within you. You have the ability to do more than you can ever begin to imagine. See, I believe that anybody through observation and practice can perform at the level of excellence. But when you're pursuing your greatness, this is worth writing down, you don't know what your limits are and you act like you don't have any. So I say to you, you have something special. You have greatness within you. 
See, you have more in you than you think. And I, so that's why I love that clip, because you have greatness in you. You have more in you than you think. You just might have to go and dig deeper, deeper, deeper. Never give up and go deeper. Try to get more out of you. Try to get that, that nugget. There's a lot of people that like to play Minecraft. And in Minecraft, I've never really played it, but in Minecraft, you have to like go digging for gold and coal and other things in order to make your Minecraft world be successful. And that's what we have to do with ourselves. We have to kind of mine ourselves to get that goodness out. We also have to kind of get in there like a, like a plumber and clean out all the stuff that clogs us up to keep that greatness from coming out. You know, so you have to act as if you have no limits. If you feel like you have limits, that's the stuff that's clogging you down. You need to get that plumber in there and clean that out so that the greatness can come out, so that the passion can take over and that can drive and push that greatness. You know, I often talked about the difference between confidence and arrogance. I might not have mentioned it on the show, but I remember in in class a lot, I would share the difference between confidence and arrogance. Confidence was having the ability to know that you can do the job But you don't have to talk about it. You don't have to show off about it. You just have this air about you that some people will mistake as arrogance. But in really, in reality, it's just confidence. You know you can get the job done, and so therefore, you act accordingly. You're confident in what you can do. Imagine if you went into surgery, and the doctor was all skittish, had no idea if he could pull it off. You wouldn't be very confident in that doctor to be successful. You go to the dentist, looks in your mouth. Oh, what tooth am I drilling? How do you work the drill? You'd be out of there in a minute, right? So you have to have an air of confidence about you, but you don't have to be arrogant. And there's some people that don't know or can't really do the job, okay? I've seen it with students. They think they can be a radio broadcaster. They think they can do the job but they really can't and they know it. And so they act arrogant about it because they want to cover their deficiencies. So there is a difference. So you want to walk in that confidence to know that you have greatness in you and that you're going to do everything you can to keep that greatness from coming out or to keep that greatness coming out and to stop the things to keep it from coming out, if that makes sense. And so you want to be confident, not arrogant. The other thing you have to do, which I really love this clip, is you have to have your mentality right. You have to be able to sit there And you have to be able to know that when adversity comes, when hardship comes, when we're going through things that are unexpected, that aren't as pleasant as we want it to be, when life gives us lemons, we make lemonade. No, when life spins things on us, you know, we've all been through that. The beginning of 2020, the pandemic hit and it spun us all into a tailspin, throwing things upon us that a lot of us lost jobs. And even now, Coming out of the pandemic, people are losing jobs for this reason or that reason. And you know why. You know what I'm talking about. And so our world gets turned upside down. And so life is always coming after us. And if we're not set mentally to prepare, we got to be mentally prepared to accept the victory and accept the successes so that we can build upon them, so that we don't get overconfident and then crumble. We also have, the, have to have the mindset and the mentality to understand defeat, troubles, problems, issues that come so that we know how to solve them so we don't get defeated by them. And that's why we have to have a lion's mentality. If the lion is the king of the jungle, how can he be the king of the jungle? If he's not the biggest, 
The elephant is probably one of the biggest. He can't be the fastest because that's a cheater. He can't be the smartest. So he's not the biggest, the fastest, or the smartest. So how does a lion become the king of the jungle? His mentality. That's the only difference of a lion and an elephant. When a lion walks up and sees an elephant, he thinks lunch. An elephant thinks run. <laughs> and it's all mentality. Because when a male lion walks up, he may be outnumbered by a pack of hyenas. But I'm king of my jungle because of my mentality. If an eagle ever sees a bird flying at the same altitude that he's flying at, it must be another eagle. It must be another eagle. Because pigeons don't fly the altitudes of eagles. And if you find yourself flying with pigeons, you may be flying too low. Are you flying with pigeons? Are you flying too low? See, there's an air of confidence when you look at a lion. I read this analogy one time where a lion will be sitting there. Maybe it will be in the middle of the day and just kind of chilling in the shade because it gets hot where lions live, especially you know, in the safari. And the little lion cubs will come up and start you know, messing with the lion, maybe trying to antagonize the lion, get the lion to play. And the lion's just sitting there ignoring it, not bothered by the little pesky lion cubs. And then the lioness might come and start trying to mess with the lion. And then the hyenas might see this and be like, ooh, the lion, weak. Let's go over there. Let's see what we can get away with. And so the hyenas start to kind of antagonize the lion, and the lion's just sitting there, not bothered by it. If you're looking from the outside, you might start to see, ooh, weakness in the lion. Lion's not responding. All these pesky things are coming at him, not responding, just sitting there. And then the hyenas start to get a little bit more aggressive, thinking that they can take over. And then at some point, that pack of hyenas is going to think about attacking the lion. They think they have victory over the lion. The lion springs into action and shows why the lion is the king of the jungle, takes out the pack of hyenas. You see, the lion was sitting there in confidence, knowing that when he needed to act, he would act, and he would be victorious. He wasn't worried about all the pesky little things because he knew his ability. He knew what he was going to be able to do. All the naysayers in your life are sitting out there, out there and being pesky and coming after you. And they're saying little things here. They're trying to get to you. Are you going to let them? Are you going to let those little things get at you? Or are you going to be able to respond because you have the mentality to know that when people come after me, I have the ability to push back. I have the ability and the confidence in what I do to respond. That's what we need to do. We need to be able to have the confidence. We need to be able to have the ability. And we have to be able to respond in the right way at the right time. Now, we might not be responding by going out there and killing a bunch of hyenas but we might have to take action to stop those people from coming and attacking us. It could be the things they say by cutting them out. It could be the things they do. And then we have to counter the things they do. We have to maybe raise the standard and outproduce them, outwork them, but we should be doing that anyways. 
But we're sitting there like that lion, just confident in our abilities, knowing that when the time comes, I will react. And when the time comes, I will strike and I will be victorious. And that's what we got to do. It starts with the mind. You know, there was a clip that I played that uh, I wanted to include, but I just, I mean, there's just too many to include, but it basically came down to this. If you say I can't, you're probably right. If you say I can, you're probably right. And that's exactly what it comes down to. If you say you can't, you're not going to. If you say you can, you probably are. There was a student of mine who was in the broadcasting program, and she was taking a few classes and was kind of shy, didn't really want to. She wanted to do the on-air stuff, but she was, she was kind of scared that she was going to fail, really, or that she might say something and people make fun of her. And so we worked on her confidence, just worked on her confidence, just let her be. She grew at her own pace. And then it was a summer class. And the summer class I taught was basically a workshop, and we just did live radio two, three hours a day, every day. And students had assignments and had to go in and do on-air stuff. And it was her turn to go on air. And I told her, just go in and just do five minutes. Give me three minutes. It doesn't matter. Just give me something, whatever it is, and be okay with it. Let's just start there, baby steps. So she goes into the studio and waiting for the commercial break to end. And I told the rest of the class, I said, listen, watch. Right now she's nervous and she's anxious. But when she turns on that microphone and starts talking, something is going to hit. And she's going to absolutely love it. And she's going to come out of that studio when her time is done. And she's going to say she absolutely loved it. And she wants to do it more and more and more. Genius. That's exactly what happened. Because I could see, I could see her battling herself, knowing that at some point that greatness is going to come out of her. And I just had to give her the time. Because if I pushed it, It would never happen. I had to keep that encouragement going, but get out of her way. Let herself realize the greatness in her. And the next thing you know, we couldn't shut her up. No, just kidding. But that's the thing. Sometimes we need a little encouragement or we need to encourage people, but then we need to let them realize the greatness in them. And it was her mind. Her mind was keeping her, all these hurdles, all these negative things in her mind, keeping her from going on air. Finally, she got her mind right. She went in there, did a great job, had a blast, and became one of the more, uh, well, she became very entertaining in her radio broadcasting, a very good show, very good uh, contributions. And so sometimes that's what it is. So you don't want to fly low with pigeons. You want to be up there with the eagles soaring high. Because like the clip said, only eagles soar that high. So are you going to flutter around with the pigeons or are you going to go soar? Go to that place where only eagles and angels dare to fly. You know, and as we start uh, kind of morphing into what I really want to talk about tonight as far as the main issue here on episode 100, it's the expectations, okay? So we've been talking about greatness. We've been talking about, you know, inspiration, motivation, you know, having the mindset of a lion, the mindset of a champion, you know, that mamba mentality that we've talked about on the show. And so, as you know, in America, we've got some issues, we've got some, 
supply chain issues. In fact, today I was in a classroom and they were talking about it with the students because they were doing some current events. And they were talking about how the news was saying that people should start to maybe buy things now and save up for Christmas because there might not be things available. I think I said recently in a podcast, you know, maybe we could do away with gifts this year and just focus on people, focus on family. Take that money instead of buying that umpteenth television. Go on a trip. Go camping. Do something fun. You won't see me camping. I'll go to the beach, do something different, but maybe you like camping. Maybe you want to go to an amusement park. Maybe you just want to go see something that you haven't seen. Invest that money into time and people. But they were even talking about it in school, current events, that there's going to be some supply chain issues. There's an issue going from ship to shelf. Last I saw, there were 66 uh, cargo container ships docked off of or, you know, sitting out there outside the Port of Los Angeles and the Port of Long Beach. So we've got some issues. Maybe you've noticed gas prices going up. Maybe you've noticed, noticed other things increasing in price. Maybe you go to the grocery store and there's some items missing. Or maybe you go to that department store and things aren't there. The shelves aren't really there. They're starting to get bare again. Okay. Well, That's fine. It's a part of life. You know, I get it. But then the message from the government, and again, this isn't politics. This is just facts that ties into the show. The message from the government was, you probably need to lower your expectations. That lit me up. There is no way I'm going to lower my expectations for anybody. My expectations are going to be high regardless of the situation. And so what I need from you is for you to raise your expectations because the only reason for us to lower our expectations is for somebody else to not do their job, for somebody else to be lazy, for somebody else not wanting to do what it is they should be doing. So let's take it out of the realm of politics because politics can be very divisive and then people automatically just accuse you of stuff because you mentioned politics. But let's take it out of the world of politics, because lowering your standard is the antithesis of this show. Never settle for less. If we settle for less, we won't allow that greatness to come out. That's that lowering the expectations is what's clogging the pipeline for greatness to come out. We don't want to do that. We want it to come out. And so we have to get rid of all that negativity. Now, sometimes what happens is we might have to adjust. Okay. So if somebody, let's say you or a sporting team, okay? Let's use a sporting team, and I don't know, it's the, the World Series, so let's use a baseball team. Let's use baseball analogy, okay? So I take over a baseball team, and my goal, my expectations at some point is to take that program and become a championship program. That's my expectation. Well, I take over the program, and I realize that as of right now, we're not going to achieve that championship status this year. For several reasons. Maybe it's the players aren't disciplined. Maybe they lack fundamentals. Maybe they just never really were dedicated. Maybe I need to go get some more talent or some extra bodies, whatever the case may be. Okay. There's some needs of improvement. So what I do is I don't lower my expectations and be like, okay, I'm just going to settle for a 500 season, win half my games, lose half my games, and that's going to be it. No, what you're going to do is you have your ultimate expectations for the program, but now you have to get there and work your way there. If you start a company and you want to be a Fortune 500 company, you're not going to start on day one and be that Fortune 500 company. 
You're going to have to grow the company, do something, hire a person. Maybe then grow it some more, hire more staff, grow, hire, grow, hire, get it out there. And then eventually at some point, you can work your way up to that Fortune 500 company. You can work your way up to that championship sports program, but it might take work. So you're not going to lower your expectations and be like, I'm going to settle for this. You're like, no, I'm going to have my expectations high. But I realize at this moment in time, this is what we can achieve. So let's achieve this because it's a step on the way to my expectations. Then I go to this step and then I go to this step. Oops, I have to come back to this step because it didn't quite work out. But now I go to this step. And then eventually you work your way up and you become that Fortune 500 company. You become that championship team. Another story that came out that was quite interesting was, you know, it's college football season and USC football. I'm a, I'm a fan of USC football. They're not doing very well this year. I know some of you UCLA fans are happy, but I don't think you guys are doing that great either. So anyways, so former head coach Pete Carroll, who was the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks in the NFL, he was asked about the state of USC football and he mentioned expectations. He said that his team's built such expectations of winning that it made it difficult for others to follow. So Pete Carroll was a guy that coached USC from 2001 to 2009. He won two national, uh, two national championships. He played for a third, lost to Texas in the uh, 2006 Rose Bowl. He won four Rose Bowl games, seven Pac-10 championships, two Orange Bowl titles, and he had a 34-game win streak in there. Pretty impressive numbers. Okay, this was coming from a program that wasn't doing very well when he took over. In fact, he was like their fourth or fifth selection when it came to a head coach. But he took a program, he spun it, and he made it a gigantic success. So then he says the expectation is to always win those championships, always be the Pac-10 champion, always be the Rose Bowl champion, always vie for a national championship, go to a BCS bowl game, all that top stuff, win games, win games, win games and sometimes dominate the opponent, scoring 30, 40 points a game. And he said the expectations, people expect that every day, every season, every game. And I'm like, okay, I agree with that. The expectations are high for championship programs. Do you think Tom Brady lowers his expectations? Do you think that when Tom Brady left New England to go to Tampa Bay, his expectation was, oh, well, the glory days are over. I'm just going to go, you know, play out my days in Tampa in the sun and chill and that's it. No. His expectations was, I'm going to go to Tampa. I'm going to find some people to come join me and I'm going to turn that into a championship team. And he did. But then I started thinking about Pete Carroll's comments a little bit more. Oh, he set the bar so high that there's expectations that other people can't achieve it. I started thinking about it. I'm like, wait a minute. Sure, the expectation from the fan base might be really high, and the fan base might be disappointed if you don't achieve those same successes as what Pete Carroll did. But what about the team? What about the players? Shouldn't you strive to have that success? You have that tradition in your program. Don't you want to go out and be a championship-caliber team? Why do you play? Are you playing because you just want to try to get to the NFL and make millions? Or do you want to win a championship? Do you want to be a champion? Maybe try to get into the College Hall of Fame. On and on and on. And that's the thing that I don't understand about that comment. The expectation shouldn't be a hurdle that you have to get over. It should be a motivating factor. It should be a motivating factor that, you know what? Our program 
has had so much success that we need to emulate that success. And you don't have to worry about what other people say when you do emulate that success. You know, the Nebraska football team, same way, another proud tradition of success through the years. And the fan base, their expectations are high. But they need to maybe change their expectations a little bit until they get to that championship program, realizing that they're in a different conference, they're playing tougher teams week in and week out. In the old days, in the glory days of Tom Osborne, you had Oklahoma and you had the bowl game. If you beat Oklahoma, you're playing for the national championship. If you play for the national championship and win, you're the champion. That was it. Now you've got four, five, six games that you have to, maybe even more, win just to be considered for a championship. So you can have an expectation of championship, but you might have to alter the steps to get there. And don't give up on it. You know, another thing that's kind of interesting is, you know, a lot of people think that when you want to be successful, there's some sacrifices that have to be made. And when you make those sacrifices, people think that, you know, you're going to be selfish. You owe it to yourself to be great. You owe it to yourself. Some say they're selfish. Some might say they owe it to their family to be there for them. Let me tell you something. You owe it to your family to set an example. An example of someone who lives the life they want to live. A strong example of a strong human being. You owe it to everyone you love to set an example of what a great life looks like. So they can follow in your footsteps. Settling for less, it stops with you. Accepting average, it stops with you. Strength courage, determination, and a beautiful life that starts with you. You can't help anyone until you help yourself. And when you make you strong, that strength will spill over to everyone else. They will be inspired by you. They will follow your example. Some say to focus on yourself is selfish. I say to settle for a mediocre life that you hate That's selfish because that will be replicated for many generations to come until someone says enough is enough. I am more than this. You owe it to yourself to see how far you can go in life. You owe it to yourself to earn the kind of money you want to earn. You owe it to yourself to be the kind of person you want to be, to feel the energy you want to feel, to have the body you want to have from doing the work you know you are capable of doing. You owe it to yourself to feel the pride of knowing you made your life. You didn't get lucky. You worked for it. You sacrificed. When it was hard, you pushed harder. You owe it to yourself to feel that pride. See, you have to be the best you before you can take care of anybody else. If you're not the best you, how are you going to take care of somebody else? If you're not doing the best you can, to be successful? How are you going to tell or encourage somebody else to be successful? How are you going to try to get other people motivated if you're not taking care of yourself first? And I saw a clip that uh, about Kobe Bryant that I thought about playing, but it was a story that he was sharing after a game. It was a big game. I don't remember which one, but he was putting up a lot of air balls, and the crowd was booing and, you know, fair-weather fans. And so he's booing, uh, the crowd was booing, and so, you know, it got to him. Not necessarily the crowd, he could care less about the crowd, but the fact that he was missing shots, because he had it in himself to be great. And air balls 
They're not great. We're not talking about a brick house here. And so what did he do? So he tells the story. He's sitting at home at 3 a.m. And he's really bothered by these air balls. So he goes down to the high school gym. Gets the janitor to open the gym. And he shoots. He shoots. He shoots. And he's shooting hoops. Working on his game. Working on his craft. Three in the morning. Four in the morning. Until he gets it right. And he's talked about it several times. He's talked about it how you get up in the morning and you outwork your opponent. You get up in the morning and you're not going to outwork him. He had a work ethic that was unbelievable. You should, I encourage you to check out some of his story online about his motivational speeches or even just his training regimen and stuff. You might not be able to match it and it might not be necessary to match it, but there's a lot of things you can learn from him. There's a lot of things that you can gain from him. And that was one of it. It was to work hard, work harder and not get outworked by the competition. Whenever I took on a job, my expectations were always higher than what the job required. And a lot of times it was a battle within myself not to settle because even if I settled my expectation, my settled expectation or my taking a day off expectation was always higher. Work ethic was always higher than what was required of me. But I always wanted to strive, 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 be the best, best show ever, best this ever, best that ever because I didn't want to settle. I couldn't settle for less. I couldn't be this person that just, went through the motions. That would just drive me absolutely nuts going through the motions. And so I would put my best foot forward each and every time. And even on those days that I couldn't because of the situation that I was feeling, we're not always feeling the best. We're not always feeling like we want to achieve. And that's okay. Some days we'll take a loss. Baseball, it's the World Series. You had a couple teams, the Giants and the Dodgers. The Giants won 107 games. The Dodgers won 106 games. Neither of them in the World Series. But my point is, is that sometimes you can be successful without having to be the most successful. Sometimes you could win 107 games or 106 games, but you're going to lose some. But what happens is next year, those teams aren't going to give up. They're going to come back. They're going to improve. They're going to rework some contracts. They're going to find some players, and they're going to get better. And that's what we have to do day in and day out. Win some, win some. Oh, we took a loss. Win some, win some. Oh, we took a loss. Oh, we took a big loss. Oh, we're out of the championship. Well, you know what? Let's revamp. Let's get back to fundamentals. Let's get into that gym at 3 a.m. And let's go after it. Our company failed. We didn't make the Fortune 500. Let's build a new company. Let's start a different one. It's our mindset. You know, and sometimes with expectations, we have frustration. You know, we never need to lower our expectations, but we do have to adjust them. We have to adjust them until we can put the ultimate expectations into place and achieve those. So it's a right combination of expectations and steps to get there. That's what we have to remember. So you don't want to lower your expectations. You just want to be able to realize that, you know what? In order for me to get here, this is the realistic path that I'm going to take to get to my ultimate expectations. So if someone comes in and says, lower your expectations, don't. Why would you? Why would you want to settle for something less? Why wouldn't you want to be the best person that you could possibly be, no matter what it is that you're doing? From the simplest, littlest job that you think is insignificant to the most important job 
maybe being the president of the United States. Why settle for anything but your best? What I'm saying to you this morning, my friend, even if it falls your lot to be a street sweeper, go on out and sweep streets like Michelangelo painted pictures. Sweep streets like Handel and Beethoven composed music. Sweep streets like Shakespeare wrote poetry. Sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will have to pause and say, here lived a great street sweeper who swept his job well. If you can't be a pine on the top of the hill, be a scrub in the valley, but be the best little scrub on the side of the reel. Be a bush if you can't be a tree. If you can't be a highway, just be a trail. If you can't be the sun, be a star. It isn't by size that you win or you fail. Be the best of whatever you are. Comes down to it. Be the best of whatever you are. Take, for example, that janitor. 3 a.m. What if he wasn't his best janitor that night? Kobe wouldn't be able to shoot in the gym and get better. But because he was there being his best janitor, he was able to open the gym and Kobe was able to shoot and get better. See, sometimes it's the littlest things that make a huge difference. Sometimes it's the smallest things. And those small things go wrong. It derails an entire train. A little penny on the train track could derail a train. The littlest of things that go wrong. So sometimes doing the littlest of things right can explode into greatness. Think of planting something, the little seed that goes into the ground can become a huge tree, right? So that's what we need to do. We need to be able to sit back and realize that we have greatness in us and that we're not going to lower expectations. In fact, we're going to demand that others raise the standard. If you have a Fortune 500 company that you're trying to put together and there's employees under you that aren't cutting the mustard, they're not pulling their weight, they're not doing their job, they're not helping you achieve your goals, you'll probably want to get rid of them, right, and bring somebody in that will help you get there. So sometimes we have to cut the fat, as they say, bring in new people, adjust. It's okay to expect others. See, that's the thing. The thing is people think that's selfish. If we want to take time for ourselves, if we want to invest in ourselves, if we want to make ourselves great, and that happens and we become great, that's a good thing, right? But the sacrifices that were made, for example, In my radio career, the first year in radio, when I went to Iowa, I had to work every single holiday. I missed out on all the holidays. Other days in radio, I would have to work holidays. And people didn't understand that that was the nature of the job. I'd have to work Saturday nights. I couldn't go hang out with friends and party or whatever. Had to work because that's what I wanted to do because I realized the sacrifices that it took to become great. I realized the sacrifices it took to achieve your goals. And others didn't understand that. And so some people would get hurt. Oh, you don't want to spend time with me. You'd rather do this. Well, yeah, I would like to have a balance of both. But if you see it as me picking the job or my passion over you, I'm sorry you think of it that way, but that's a sacrifice. And I'm okay with that. When I have free time, I'd love to hang out with you. But right now I'm going to do this. Even when I do the show, the podcast, there's times that 
People might be like, hey, do you want to go do something? I'm like, no, I'm prepping for the show. They don't understand. When you have a passion for something, you're willing to make the sacrifices. And sometimes that sacrifice might hurt others. Hopefully those friends or those people will realize that you're chasing your passion and maybe it inspires them to chase their passion. I don't know. That's up to them. But see, we have to be the best what we can no matter what it is. It's a street sweeper. It's a plant. It's a shrub. It's a road. Martin Luther King telling you whatever it is that you are, be the best because that's how you stand out. If you're a teacher, be the best teacher. Look at all the lives you're impacting. If you're a coach, be the best coach. Look at all the lives you're impacting. If you're a professional, if you have a business, whatever it is, be the best because look at all the lives that you're impacting. You know, there's times where you may never get the glory. There's times you may never get the recognition you deserve, but you know what? You will have a sense of accomplishment. You will have a sense of pride in who you are. You will have a sense of knowing that you did your best and that at night or when the day is done, you did everything you needed to do and you can feel good about it. I've talked with some people that tried to cut corners. I've talked with students that cheated on tests and they don't really feel good about it. They passed. Now there's some that have cheated and just don't give a, a rip, but there's some that truly just, you know, feel bad about it because they know they didn't achieve it themselves. And that's where I try to tell people, okay, if you want to cheat, cheat. So you get a better grade, but a, are you knowing the material? Because in radio, you are doing something that is your dream. So do you know it? Can you master it? So when you have the opportunity to audition for your dream job, will you know it? Or will you have to tell them, oh, I cheated on the test. So I don't really know how to do this. And then two, you're cheating yourself. Knowledge is power. So why not learn it? If your expectation is to get a degree and you have a really, really hard biology class, maybe a C is okay because maybe you just don't have it in you, whether it's interest, whether it's knowledge, whether it's understanding, time, whatever. Maybe a C is okay because you passed the class and you're still going for that degree. You're still trying to achieve your expectation, but it might just take a different way. Not everybody learns the same way. Others might get straight A's all the way through and be honors, honors list. But you got to do it your way, but never give up because you know what? You have everything you need to succeed. Figure it out for yourself, my lad. You've all that the greatest of men have had. Two arms, two hands, two legs, two eyes, and a brain to use if you would be wise. With this equipment they all began. So start from the top and say, I can. Look them over, the wise and great. They take their food from a common plate and similar knives and forks they use. With similar laces they tie their shoes. The world considers them brave and smart. But you've all they had when they made their start. You can triumph and come to skill. You can be great if only you will. You're well equipped for what fight you choose. You have legs and arms and a brain to use. And the man who has risen great deeds to do began his life with no more than you. You are the handicap you must face. You are the one who must choose your place. You must say where you want to go, how much you will study, the truth to know. 
God has equipped you for life, but he lets you decide what you want to be. Courage must come from the soul within. The man must furnish the will to win. So figure it out for yourself, my lad. You were born with all that the great have had. With your equipment, they all began. Get hold of yourself and say, I can. Get out of your own way. Don't stop yourself. I've heard a lot of people say, wow, I wish I could be like them. Well, why aren't you? The only difference between you and those people that are achieving their goals and dreams is you. You're the only obstacle in your own way. Now, granted, sure, maybe your dream is to be in the NBA, but you're only five feet five and have no real exceptional athletic ability. Okay, so maybe you're not going to play on a team. Maybe you're not going to start in a game. But if you want to be a part of the NBA, there's other jobs out there. Those are the ways you can be a part of the NBA. You just have to find a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. So get out of your way and go after it because you have everything. Think about this. Every single expert, every single expert, every single expert was a novice at the beginning was a beginner when they first started. Didn't have much experience. Didn't have much knowledge. Didn't have much. But yet they took the steps. Failure is a part of learning. Failure, we learn from. Don't let that stop you. Get out of your way. Set your expectations high and go after them. You may have to adjust the steps along the way, But don't settle for less. Don't let anybody tell you you have to settle for less and hold those people around you accountable if they say we just have to expect less. We have to lower expectations. Say no. Be the voice that rises up against that, pushes back and says, no, we're going to be the best. We're going to have our greatness come out and we're going to do the best we can because we want to inspire others. We want to motivate others. We want to raise the standard. We want to take our passion. We want to make it happen and we want to let ourselves be great. This is Two Steps Ahead Podcast, episode 100 in the books. Hope you enjoyed it. For some, it might have been a little bit of a trip down memory lane. Maybe you've heard some of the stuff that I talked about tonight before, but it's always good to have a refresher course for new people. Maybe it's something new you haven't heard about. Maybe you haven't heard any of this before. But, you know, the only thing you have to do is take that first step. That first step. Failure only happens when you stop trying. Remember that. As long as you're moving forward, as long as you're trying, you can be successful. Failure is just another way that you learned not to do something. So whatever it is you want to be, whatever it is you want to do, raise the standard, set those expectations, put out a plan. And go after it because you're the only one that can get in your way. With this podcast, I started out, had a partner, went through a pandemic, had to change studios multiple times, had to come up with creative ways to continue to do shows, sometimes had to adjust scheduling to do shows, but I always had to do something because 
I wanted to make this show work. And now two years complete, 100 episodes in the book, out of 104 weeks, 100 shows have been released. And I'm proud of that. I'm proud that I've been able to accomplish that. And I want to thank you, each and every one of you that's been a part of the journey, whether you've listened to all now 100 shows or whether you've listened to one or maybe you started listening and then you stopped or maybe you were a guest on the show or whatever the case may be. Maybe you purchased some merchandise from our swag shop. Maybe you've told a friend about it. Maybe you've reached out and said, hey, thanks for doing the show because you know what? It really impacted me. Or, hey, I'm glad you're still out there chasing your passion. Whatever the case may be. If you've been a part of the show, I truly appreciate it. Uh, Padnet Television, Pasadena Media, Bay Area Television, Omaha Television. Appreciate each and every one of you for allowing us to be a part of your community, your families. Truly appreciate it. You can find me on Instagram. The show's Instagram page is actually TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast. And then my personal Instagram page is Edom Rocks, E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S. There's a link in the bio, a Linktree link, and if you click on it, it will take you to YouTube, it'll take you to SoundCloud, it'll take you to Radio Warp, it'll take you to all these different places. RadioWarp.com, Radio, W-A-R-P, RadioWarp.com. You can find everything you want about Two Steps Ahead Podcast. You can watch shows, you can listen. Uh, It takes us to our YouTube page, it takes us to our SoundCloud page. Uh, there's also a link to listen live to Radio Warp. There's some cool music, some pop music, some 80s music, some new releases. Other podcasts are on there. The Beat Goes On plays there. In fact, The Beat Goes On plays a lot of times back-to-back with Two Steps Ahead during the week. We have Totally 80s and the uh, World Chart Show, a couple cool music shows. So we got a lot of good stuff. You can click the Listen Live link, and the link pops up, the player, the media player, and you can listen to the show. There's a swag shop or merchandise uh, link, merchandise shop link. You can click that and buy some cool merch. It's sweater weather, and there's some cool uh, hoodies there. Um, and then also, um, you know, subscribe to YouTube and SoundCloud, and you can uh, never miss an episode. If you want to email the show, you can at uh, TWO, two steps ahead podcast at gmail.com. So we've got that. So we're. Uh, we're in a lot of places. All you have to do is uh, search and look, and you'll find this. And then also, if you go to your app store on your phone and you download or you search for Radio Warp app, Radio Warp, W-A-R-P app, A-P-P, Radio Warp app, our app comes up. You can download it, and you can take us with you on the go. We're live every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern on RadioWarp.com. And then you can catch us on demand wherever you listen to podcasts. Episode 100 in the books. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for being a part of the show. Thanks for being a part of the family. We truly appreciate it more than you can ever imagine. So take your passion. Make it happen. Let yourself be great. I'm Son Enum, and we'll see you next time.